You know, I'm just so sick and tired of this freakazoid white lady telling the black lady and the Latin lady which way is up, down, and under because she's vanilla white superior. You can laugh all you want, but I hope you pack and fix that Cadillac because I'm staying, okay? You're staying, huh? Well, all right, Miss Jennifer Holiday. You go ahead and stay. <laughs> Don't forget to write. <laughs> oh, Noxie, she truly does have a piñata for her. Don't go there, Vita. Well, she certainly is an oppressive gringa with a pinga. All right, y'all. And you are a puta Spanish fly. Don't go And you there. are an uptight, cellulite, dinosaur, fossil-faced, white, funky, crackle witch. Now you listen to me, you little sway-back third-world. She went there. Selfish, self-absorbed piece of Oh, my God, I'm selfish. You're the selfish one running into people's houses and bossing their lives around with them even asking you, okay? Mrs. Dear Alanda's painting my culo de God. so funny is that i originally was coming to the to the computer to like record not to record but to edit an episode right a couple episodes that i haven't edited yet and haven't posted so um but i was just like you know what there's something that i wanted to talk about and uh why don't use that time and that opportunity right now to talk about it? <laughs> so, hey, you guys. What's going on? What's tea? Um, so, I wanted to talk about, you know, having a seat at the table. And what does that mean? having a seat at the table and then when you do have a seat at the table what do you do with it um and i find myself going through that sometimes where i'm battling with like am i doing enough am i fighting enough um because you know i want to change the way that you know people view hr um, I want to change the way people view going to work and how work should be, how work should function as a whole. Um, and so I found myself currently having a seat at the table um, and learning how to be expressive uh, without fear and uh while still navigating like a predominantly white space and i you know i'm i i sometimes have the trouble because i'm just like sometimes it's like a side eye you know just like can i trust you 
and it's not just about the color of your skin but you know being so going through the experiences that I experienced in the workplace and dealing with colleagues who were um, considered non people of color and it has not always been especially when they are individuals of um, higher power or individuals who I may potentially report into and I found myself sitting at a table with um, individuals who are from different backgrounds you know um, and I am sharing my experience. I'm sharing my black experience. Right. And I truly honestly believe that they are listening. And as I continue to like share and talk about things, you know, I have a couple black colleagues and recently there was a situation with a black colleague and another colleague who um, was another white individual. And so I found myself where a black colleague was, you know, almost being ridiculed for an argument, a disagreement, a bad situation, not a bad situation, right? Um, I also don't want to make the situation seem like less than it was, right? The altercation between two individuals who happened to be one was white and one was black. And it happened to be where the white individual was someone of a um, senior level level versus someone of um, of an entry level. And so it caused this riff and then there was power dynamics playing into it. Tenure played into it um, and knowing the individual. And so I found myself where, you know, when leadership, I, I'm imagining leadership, not knowing too much about the black employee, because, you know, us as black, you know, sometimes black employees don't really, at least from what I've seen or what I've experienced, um, Knowing how to share personal, you have, you'll have certain black employees who don't know how, don't really want to share. They're very closed off. Not all black employees are like this, but, um, but most, for the most part, depending on the type of work, most black employees are very much heads down. Let's get the work done. Let's get up out of here. Right. And, um, especially in a space that is not predominantly black. Right. So the fact that like it's not a predominantly black workspace, I may or may not be comfortable um, due to the fact of the differences in background. And so or just, you know, just knowing the politics of what it really means to work in a workspace that's predominantly white. Like it's real, like it happens. And so I where would I what was I um, getting at? But um I found myself um, fighting to sh- 
show that one, a situation between two colleagues does not matter at what level they're on. It doesn't matter if this person is their manager, this person is an entry level, this person is reporting directly into them from an HR perspective. It does not matter. But when a convert, when two individuals are talking at the same age, right? And this is where it kills me because when you throw around, oh, she's 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 you know she's VP and this person is this, and it's just like, but we're both adults, and you know, adults argue, adults can get disrespectful, and. I think that, you know, titles shouldn't play a part in that. When you find yourself in a situation where someone um, may be of a different, a higher title than you, that feeling like there is this automatic respect required. Like, you have to respect me because I am a VP. Um, I get it. But then I also respect people where they are, wherever they are. And I hope to get that in return. So you just respect me as a VP. I've earned this title. I've gotten here. I've done the work to get here. So respect me because of how I've gotten to this and why I have the title. Right. Um, Yes, absolutely. But don't think that because I have that title or because you have that title gives you the right to be um, disrespectful to someone without it. Um, and I think that's where it's just like, no, absolutely not. And the VP got something smart to say to me. I'm going to say something smart right back to her. <laughs> you know, like it's giving very much that vibe. Um, that is my personality. And I think that there's this is a dynamic in the workplace where... Um, where a certain respect is required. I remember when I experienced um, a situation at one of my jobs, and this was during the pandemic, and me and my manager got into literally an email exchange. Um, an email exchange that clearly was showing tension between the both of us. And um, it was both upsetting on both ends. But, you know, what I saw was that my my VP, my head of people came back and it was that, oh, your manager is really upset. And because she's really upset, you know, that's not good. And I'm like, I'm upset as well. (laughs) I feel disrespected as well. Um, And so it's like those moments, those moments where you stop and say that people are human beings, right? Okay. Um, We were both wrongs in some ways in this situation, right? I plead, it takes two to tango. It just didn't, you know what I'm saying? The tension just didn't just come out of nowhere. The tension was already there. And so when the blow up happens or when the, you know, it finally, the the, the bottle or the cup finally tips over and shit hits the wire, then it's just like, then there's this power dynamic. 
And I found myself trying to protect um, the person that was in a situation where I've seen myself in a situation before, where then you have your you have your white um, manager crying, being upset. It's like now just like, oh, you know, just just imagine. Right. As a black employee, you have a white manager and they scream disrespect or they scream I am hurt or they're screaming tears because of something that you said to them you said to them and you automatically become the bad person and so I found myself in a situation where the black employee became the bad person and I wasn't standing for that um and so I really just wanted to bring up the conversation about when you have a seat at the table knowing how to use that seat at the table is so important and I think this goes to anyone any person of color as they find themselves in situation in the seat of power that we need to we have to remind ourselves of how to use that and so i felt myself just like debating literally for multiple hours different talks different moments of conversations with upper management about why you know a a person shouldn't go on a performance improvement plan because of this tipping point um And why it's important that, you know, for me to handle this situation, Um, because I don't know, you know, when I think about, you know, a PIP, if you're not familiar with a PIP, PIP is a a performance improvement plan um, that, you know, it's a discipline kind of situation and it's built it. They try to say it's built for making corrections to someone's work performance but i've always seen pips as just an easy way to just want to kick someone out right it's usually when you hear a manager come to you about something and they want to put someone on a performance improvement plan and it's just like and you start to ask them questions about why they want to do it and it's just like Mm, I'm not finding that this is a reasonable reason to put someone on a performance improvement plan. It doesn't seem like you're doing your part as a manager to make sure that your employees is actually performing the way that they need to do. And I say that to say because I feel like this just is a form. This is just a way to manage employees that managers have to have in order to have someone reporting into them like there is coaching and mentoring along the way of that process right when you have someone who is like just say you're in marketing and you're the vp of marketing and you have you know a junior associate or a junior marketing person and you you know you they're coming up in their career you've seen yourself in them before you know when you're having interactions with them 
always having to remind yourself, you should remind yourself that I was once in that position. I was once there. Um, it may have been a great experience. It may not have been a great experience. But I would think that individuals like that would give entry level employees some type of grace um especially just due to the experience and the years um that they have in between each other that could be age or just the amount of time that they've worked in their career um and so it's it's important for me you guys and i bet i was battling with it for a little bit because i was wondering if i was doing enough i was wondering was i pushing enough of the issue um and really saying like no i don't think that's so and you know it was tough because you know in the past when i pushed i was always you know kind of like you know deterred from pushing and it, you know i tried to be very sensitive i try to be very cautious when i pushed situations especially with white employees and people who are um more of my manager and so it, it's it's an interesting dynamic um but i am super excited to just be part of it but I, I'm, I'm trying you guys i am trying to do the motherfucking work i'm really out here just trying to do the work <laughs> i am just trying to do the work of the people of the people um so yeah um and another thing that i wanted to mention you know you guys like depression is so real um and we go through different moments of our lives where we are different points of the day we don't feel motivated we don't feel encouraged we don't feel happy we just you know feel alone or want to be alone and and you know those are just like signs of depression or just signs of just like not feeling good about things and you know i'm finding myself slowly coming out of a dark cloud i'll call it um this this depression state of you know what i would order like the winter blues i truly i think this year this past year this past winter has been my first experience of really experiencing the winter blues and really just on top of that depression and just like you know a lot of it just battling that you know, when people in the winter, people want to stay inside it, you know, people don't want to do too much. And so there's not a lot, of mo a lot of motivation. But, you know, as spring is coming into form, as the sun is coming out, I'm finding myself just being more excited, more happy. And I wanted to just say depression is real. And, you know, people are really, really going through stuff. And I really just want I want us to, I want us all to make it. Um, I want us all to live our best life, live free, um, unapologetic, 
and I and and part of that sometimes comes with ups and downs and so check on your friends check on your family members um you know especially when people are like laid off going through a death going through money issues you know those things cause stress sometimes and you know we have to we have to look out for our people who may be going through something without us even really knowing um and so yeah you know i do my best to always been a loner person in my life and so i think sometimes even my friends don't realize when i might be in a very depression depressive state and you know it's uh it's an ongoing battle and so i think we we all struggle with it we're, we're all going through something and i just want i just want to come here and tell you guys that you'll get through it you got it um yeah so i'm gonna leave y'all with that <laughs> oh yeah and you know what so i was I just part of this to coming recording this episode in particular i you know i was I'm at home, it's a Friday, and I'm catching up on, you know, some of my reality shows. One show in particular is Chasing Dallas, so shout out to Chasing Dallas and the Chasing Reality franchise, you know, great work. The girl, I tweeted this, I said, the girls are serving us looks this season, honey, and I'm here for it. So, um, I was just watching the show and, you know, part of it just like... As I was like tweeting about the show and then I was just scrolling through Twitter and I was like, ah, I want to record an episode or I wanted to just go edit an episode. And here I am. I recorded this episode. So shout out for them for just giving me uh, the motivation to just even just come and record real quick and just make moves. And so shout out to everyone on the cast and shout out to everyone on the back end and the producers and everything. Shout out to the whole work of that and shout out to my people. You know what I'm saying? You know, I love my motherfucking people, okay? I will always ride for my people. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm going to leave you out with that. Y'all know how I feel, right? This is the song. You know, I got to leave you with my mother motherfucking song. This is my motherfucking song that was in my motherfucking Tesla. <laughs> and I was like, this is the motherfucking shit gotta play this motherfucking song on the show so i hope you guys enjoy it um and until next time bye don't play with it 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 i just want a rough neck nigga on the tongue big you just want to send me automatic with a drop ask me if i'm finished now nah, bitch i just begun i ain't giving out no nutty to no nigga just for fun are you dumb uh-uh Run a man, I don't know no other man. Run it up. You fuck like a hundred niggas just for a hundred bands. What? <laughs> I don't even got me a hundred bands. Shit. I'm still gonna make me a hundred M's with a hundred plans. <laughs> Give me peso. <laughs> Extendo. <laughs> I carry bitches like I'm Prego. Be the wrong with nigga calling Pedro. Suckin' <laughs> <laughs> nigga shoulda knew it from the get-go. Uh, yeah. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Come on, baby, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Just lay in it. Spin all day in it. My hitters don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. They stay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's 
with really? Come to me, they don't play with Lizzie on me, yeah, that's something that I stay with The Brooklyn bitches, they ain't really nothing to play with Bitches steady chatting, when I ran down, she ain't say shit My head is gonna bang quick, fuck around and get dangerous Bitches acting like bimbos, stomp a bitch in my timbos Hoes no, I ain't playing games, no Xbox, Nintendo Real bitch, no floor shit, I stand on it, that's ten toes Pulled up in the big body with the dog tents on the window He says she's so sweet, making one I lick the rapper Let him taste the pussy, then I can come out right after Got these niggas vexed, cause I curb him when I want Get his wig, push back, if the nigga tried to pawn like uh, yeah. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it Come on baby, don't play with it, don't play with it. Just lay in it Spin all day in it My hitters don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it They stay with it I'm okay with it When it come to me, they don't play with it